When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then I'd come on this show to defend those opinions. But now I don't really do any of that shit. I just do a whole bunch of shows. Joining me today, she is a comedian and a podcast host who hosts two shows on this very network, Ruhaha and Take a Walk. You should check them both out sometime, and you should go see her doing comedy sometime. It's all a whole lot of fun. Ladies and gentlemen, Vanessa Gritton. Also joining me, he is the front man of the rock band Countless Thousands. He is also... A budding politician in the making, and one of the nicest people I know. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us for the millionth time, Danger Van Gogh. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. Hi! The online-stopwatch.com clock is running. We receive no money for mentioning that as often as we do, but someday. They get exposure. Yeah. 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 They get exposed, and we get nothing in return. And we can both pay rent with that. The problem. No, no. What we get is that sweet sense of consistency that if you know we like a product, we're going to stand. You know, the hardest part of the show for me is the first few minutes. That product. Because I spend all that time asking everyone else what's going on in their life. You didn't, though. When all I really want to talk about is what I've been up to since last week. It's really hot. That's why we call the segment this week in heat. It's still Uh? so hot. It's about to get very intense. I mean, it's been intense for several days. Yeah, welcome to the heat tapes, everybody. Yep. This episode... Brought uh, to you by Condensation. A lot of the episodes on the, the network this week... Next week's Unpops, We're all sticky. recorded in terrible, terrible Just heat. Just grouchy, pissy shits, all of it. Yeah. And I should introduce the guests. I'm sure mm-hmm. everyone recognizes the voices. Vanessa Gritton's here. Hi, I'm sweaty. You're so sweaty, but I'm aren't we all? I'm going to off this chair. Yeah. <laughs> Danger Van Gorder's here. Hi, guys. I'm also... Hit it, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> he rode his bike here like some kind of goddamn hero. I did. I I'm an American drove. hero. Vanessa drove, and we live a literal three-minute walk from each other. <laughs> I, I, I drove. Th- I literally waited until like it. It was fifty-eight on the clock, and I had two <laughs> minutes to get here, <laughs> so that I could just get here at exactly four. Yeah, that was, was a good call. It's very hot out. No, I was several minutes late. I'm sorry. Because you rode your bike. Because I rode my bike. Yeah, I'm it's a lot of it's upstarch. Most of my body is covered in cornstarch. It's very very hot. And talc is bad for ladies. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And we're, but at least we're, thankfully, a lot of the the topics on these shows lately have been kind of a bummer. Oh, Brett's here too. I should mention that. Brett! Hello. How's it going, Brett? Haircut? Hello, I got a haircut. I got a haircut. The hair's on top of, well, you got a haircut by God. God gave you a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> but I also like trimmed my hair. You did. It looks nice. <laughs> Everybody looks very neat. All right, go on. Tell people about your flowing Guys, locks. Guys, believe Brett. this. I have hair on the top of my head that <laughs> grows a little bit longer every day, and sometimes I pay a man to cut it. Only a man, though. He will not let a woman no. touch his head. No, not since so 1997. Real... Yeah. Because then he loses Follicle all his powers. misogyny. Yeah, exactly. Like Samson. Mm. If a lady touches his hair, he will not be able to hit it, Brett. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a masculinity thing. Did everyone see the picture of that? Which Dodgers player was it? Someone on the Dodgers is short as fuck. Oh, standing on a bucket. Kike Hernandez. <laughs> and they showed him being interviewed after the game, and it was like a, a long shot, and you could see that he was standing on a bucket so he didn't look shorter than the woman interviewing him. <laughs> the tweet said, Siri, show me fragile masculinity. <laughs> That's good. Pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, we've been we've been doing some bummer topics lately, and next week we're doing another bummer topic, which is about abortion bans and one that went really bad. Ugh. So. <laughs> oh, I should say, while I was riding my bike over here, I passed one of those bullshit crisis pregnancy centers. There's the, one of those on yeah. Glen Oaks in, in Glendale, and uh, someone had taken the liberty of painting like in, in on the outside, like, there are no doctors that work here, there are no nurses that work here, this clinic lies to women. So I'm hoping some people see that before they go in. Yeah. Um, but either way, it's a real, real embarrassment that one of those operates in my city. And that's sad. Yeah. But anyway, that's next week's topic. Cool. Which is about Romania, actually. Which, for the record, their abortion ban kind of ended with their leader being violently overthrown and shot dead in the streets. Just a heads up. Oh, public execution. In case it's something huh? we decide to try here. But boy, don't they have great lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good point. Yeah. And they did... <laughs> Throughout that entire time. Yeah. Always the good Romanian lettuce. Iceberg lettuce. I was, okay. Look, I'm delighted by that joke, but I love how much more Vanessa is enjoying her joke. Yeah. Because I can see the disappointment in Adam's eyes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I looked him in the eyes when I did it, knowing full well what the consequences were. I feel like I played along well, though. <laughs> yeah. This is a good start. We're talking about good news this week. How refreshing is that? It's very oh, man, refreshing. I love that word, refreshing. Yeah, refreshing. Yeah. I just felt refresh. a beat of my thigh sweat hit my feet. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to order little handheld fans, or actually, I did order them. That I was, they were supposed to arrive uh-huh. today, and they have not. You got, uh, you got one little mini tornado. Oh, that's it. not going to do anything for this room. I might do something for Brett though. That's for when I was just uh, pointed at my undercarriage because. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, maybe scoot <laughs> no that over there so after. your sweatier guests can enjoy it. Can't too loud. Yeah, yeah that's fair. too loud. Sorry affect fidelity <laughs> well i would say because because we weren't actually asked how we were doing this week and you know what I, i'm sure i've got some good news do you got oh, good gosh. news i'm just saying maybe we save that to the end of the program so we can talk about the good news that we have chet found god this week and oh whoa whoa wait what chet, that's what? danger no i'm just starting rumors oh, <laughs> oh. i'm brett okay well, Chet found God right. could just mean that third of a kidney he has finally failed. So that's <laughs> not necessarily. No, that's I'm just God starting rumors about people that yeah. aren't here. Chet found yeah. God. Uh, Keith is converting to Judaism. Islam? No, that's me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is that you? Well, yeah, that is. Oh, shalom. Me and Danger yeah. do have some good news. We are doing a show soon. We are. For tell people a little bit about it. it's a crazy fucking lineup. Yeah, um, so I'm probably going to be opening. Yeah, so That's I how mean, crazy that lineup what, is. One of the pieces of good news that I have, which there are more, and you know, want to end on a high note. So maybe we'll yeah, do we'll that get later. back but, to it. But the Glendale Tenants Union has a really exciting fundraiser coming up on July 17th. Anybody in the Southern California area, please come out and see, in no particular order, countless thousands. Yes. Adam Todd Brown. That's me. Nice. Moshe Kasher. Oh, shit. Wow. Jackie Cashian. What? Oh, my God. Gareth Reynolds. Holy hey. shit. James Adomian. Ah! Right? Yeah. yeah. And Dave Anthony. Nice. It's yeah. quite the fucking lineup. And I am gonna be an so excited show. about that show. Every penny of it goes to benefit the Glendale Tenants Union, which is uh, the group I've been jawing on about for many, many years here. Oh, well, a year and a half. Uh, and it's really exciting because, like, there's a lot of really world-class talent living in my fair city and uh, our immediate neighbors vis-a-vis Mr. Adam Todd Brown coming out. Right. Throwing down. So, yeah, uh, come on out. Check Glendale Tenants at uh, – sorry, GlendaleTenants.org. It's going to be at the Antaeus Theater in Glendale, California, July 17th. Please come and bring cash. Please. Uh, or donate <clears throat> at the uh, Glendale Tenants. Bring all the money. cash you have. Yep, for Jackie bring your Cashian. Rent, bring your rent money. So, yeah, come out to that. But, yeah, we're talking about good news and recent good news, no less. And I actually found a lot more than I expected to when I, I went out on this journey. It's easy to get distracted by how bad the bad shit is right Things now. Things are so bad right now. Super bad. There's, Not in the fun movie way. <laughs> It's great because uh, this is the first – I mean, there's been many years of my life like this, but the past few years, anytime I see people ask each other how they are, it's just like, hey, uh, I'm a uh, – uh. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, what do you want me to say? Trump's what? still president. Yeah. It's all yep. 
it's pretty bad. We're all going to die broke and alone. There, the building I used to live in, my neighbor was a very old man. And every time I'd see him, I'd say hello and be very courteous. And I'd say, oh, hello, how are you? And he'd always say the same thing. Hanging in there. <laughs> I feel like all of us are that old man. We're hanging all, in there. We're all hanging in there. We're all dying and hanging in there. Yeah. Especially today. But it's 98 degrees. It's hot everywhere. So people Yesterday can relate. Was 106. Yeah. Day before that was 118. It's 112. Right. Was it, was it actually like the hottest place in the world was in the California on Friday? Did I read that right? Uh, probably. Burbank set a record. But, yeah. Gross. But hey, climate change is totally real. No, no, it's not real. All right, so let's talk about some good news. If nothing else, in this first story, in the case of this first story, some fun news. It's very sweet. Sure, let's hear it. Japan was classy as fuck at the World Cup. The World Cup's a thing I don't care anything about whatsoever. But this is a this is a fun story. Basically, Japan. They have this, uh, there's a stereotype, I guess, about Japanese people, which is that they're very polite. And the and fun thing about this stereotype is it's 100% true. And tidy. They are shockingly polite, shockingly tidy, to the point that after the Japanese team, who are called the Samurai Blue, how great is that fucking name? Wow. They were eliminated by Belgium in the World Cup, and after the game, stayed behind to clean up their locker room. That locker room, there's a picture of it. We'll put it on the website, uh, or you can go out to Twitter and find it. It looks like it has never been used. It's immaculate. It looks <laughs> yeah. brand new. It looks like the showroom version that they show teams to try and sell them on <laughs> this these This is what it could rooms. be. It's not only the Japanese team. Like, there's 20 of them or whatever. I don't know how many people play soccer. 100 could be. Right. I don't know. The Japanese uh, fans who came to Russia after the Japanese games would stay behind and clean up the stadium. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, this was a fun game, a time to clean it up, make sure it's nice for the next game. And the thing is, they're actually not the only team to like clean up after themselves after games. Like, I, when it comes to World Cup time, I'm split because I work a job that means everybody that uh, wants to watch the World Cup that can't yells at me. Sure. Uh, but also, the World Cup is the happiest time of any point of my mother's life. So she sends me every piece of good news that revolves around it. So like teams cleaning up after themselves, like <clears throat> friends helping their blind friends enjoy the game more by like helping, <laughs> like they'll put like a braille map out and like move their hands around what? so they can like feel into it. Like she'll send me like all of these of clips of these amazing, right, like so they're, they're, they're crossing the pitch. Okay. They're going back. They're going back. <laughs> Oh, okay. The other team, they're going back. He's holding the ball. Sorry. sorry oh, no. Go on. <laughs> I'm so sorry. There is a very cute World Cup fact. Uh, not even just about the World Cup in general, but the way my mom responds to it. She thinks the English announcers aren't passionate enough, and she insists that to me. So she will come over, turn on a game, mute the announcers, and then announce it herself to me. <laughs> That's great. I might watch that. That's yeah, going to be a pod. Get a recording of that? Yeah. yeah. Like, she'll stand page. up, like, next to the TV and, like, loudly and excitedly tell me what's happening and then also, like, give me player backgrounds. And she's like, now, this is interesting because this player knew this player back when they were on this team and they're playing for this one. Like, she... Cute. It's It's... It's go time. Yeah, right? everyone loves the World Cup except America. We don't care. <laughs> we didn't even play this round, right? No, we didn't make we the made, World Cup. Oh, terrible. Make, oh, I thought it was like <laughs> they sat they sat it out. No, we just didn't make it. No. Yeah, I was I went I treated my girlfriend for the first time in her life to the magic that is Long John Silvers. <sighs> and where is this going? That requires a trip to Van Nuys if you live where I live. And I went, and we got a block from the restaurant, and the police had the street blocked. And I could see all these people gathered up on the, the corners, and I was like, oh, shit, I bet this is an immigration protest. But I wasn't, like, going to not go to Long John Silver's. So, Hashtag priorities. Yeah, we just parked, like, a block away and walked up to it. Nope, Mexico won their World Cup match that day. Yeah. And motherfuckers took to the streets. It was such a goddamn celebration. But also, very silent inside the LJS because everyone was outside. So I got right in and out. LJS for all your fast food, fish, and chips needs. Those don't exist. The needs or the... The needs do not exist. That's that's insane. You want clams in under 40 seconds? They got it. (laughs) 
Yeah, so, yeah, Japan, their fans, like Brett said, would also stay and clean up. And like Vanessa said, they weren't the only fans. After there was a, they played a match with Senegal that ended in a draw. And after Thrills. that. Thrills. After, yeah, that's soccer for you. And after that match, all the fans on both, well, not all the fans, but fans on both sides just stayed and cleaned up the just stadium. competitive after. tidiness. I, ho- I only hope that the people who were going to be paid to do that weren't just like sent home <laughs> without pay. Uh, it's a tragedy, but your job, it's, uh, it, it's done. Uh, go home with no porridge. I'm also surprised Japan doesn't just, like, they don't just rig it so Japan goes further so they save on stadium <laughs> cleanup. Costs. Oh, yeah. Because that's FIFA for you. But that would uh, give glory to the wrong country, and we need to still glory for uh, the motherland. They did. They did. Thank. <laughs> What's happening? Sorry, over man. Here? I keep touching this thing on your you desk. Like a twist tie. Right as that happened, Winter wove through danger and started headbutting my hand, demanding that I touch her. Oh, get those! That sounds like good news. Get those pets, puppy. Because get she's those a sweet pets. puppy dog. Yeah. When Japan cleaned their locker room, they also left a note on the the table for their hosts from Russia. And it said, "Спасибо." That means thanks in yes. Russia. Which, by the way, there is a ton of Russian people in uh, Southern California, West Hollywood. I'm doing a campaign right now in West Hollywood to get rid of them. No, 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 no. Oh, okay, no, go no, on. No, no, no. So we're knocking on doors. We're talking. To that would have been. And, but they expect you to say thank you when you leave. So that was the one thing everybody was like: just learn the Russian word for for thank you, "спасибо," and leave with that. You know, e- even if you speak no other Russian, that's what they want you to do. So. They're also all of them in their 90s. So, and I'm assuming only Japan did that. Probably. (laughs) Every other country was just like, later, we're out. So, that's a good story. That is a nice story. The next story I want to talk about, Clarkston, Georgia. Oh, 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 I, I, okay. Now, has anyone seen the new season of Queer Eye? Season two. Know about this, Adam? I have not, no. Because we're going to talk about Mayor Ted Terry... Who was who, Mayor Ted? Who's one of the people that they that they that they groom on Queer Eye? Oh, is he? Yeah. It's so it's a great episode. Clarkson. He's the season finale episode. That's awesome. Yeah, and and he seems like a damn good dude. Him he and the mayoress are phenomenal people. Him and what? Uh, the wife, who the town loves so much that they refer to as the mayoress. Yep. Oh, nice. Yeah. Just like two young people with tattoos in rad hairstyles. Yeah, he's a younger dude, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah he's like in his mid thirties. He's dangerous dream. Of like, <laughs> he's dr- dangerous dream version of himself. He reminds me of the he's like very charming, and he got to be a queer eye. He got to meet Tan Tan France and I be love told, Tan. "Oh, Tan Tan is the best hair." I did like that show when it was on. I haven't watched it since. Oh, it came come on! Oh, Netflix, amazing. The Netflix one is the is reboot is phenomenal. So good. I'll have to check it out, especially since uh, uh, there. A lot of people are like, "Oh man, why is Karamo so good at talking to people?" And I looked it up. Dude was a psychotherapist and social worker for over a decade. That's why he's great with human beings. That makes a lot of sense. Oh, nice. Uh, His tagline is, oh, uh, he's, you know, Tan specializes in fashion and, uh, you know. uh, Antony puts Greek yogurt and stuff. Right, right. And smiles. He's got a good one. And then Krom is just culture because they're like, you you just fix people in a really general way. Yeah. All right. Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Check it out, everybody. And check out Mayor Ted. (laughs) Mayor Ted Terry. He is the mayor of a town called Clarkston, Georgia. Population 13,000. It's in the South. It's a small town. So when when you think of immigration in small towns in the South, normally there's there there's a, a certain thing you assume, and it's that they're probably not that welcoming. Right. That's sort of immigrant. we're full. Go back. Right. Now let me walk a half a mile to my first immediate neighbor so we could yeah. see if they've got any fuses for the fuse box that went on a long time. Uh, <laughs> gotta get those fuses. <laughs> gotta get those fuses. Yeah. But Clarkston, Georgia, Ted Terry calls it the Ellis Island of the South. Classy. And they aggressively welcome refugees and immigrants to this town. And they have since the 80s. But uh, currently the population consists of 40 different nationalities speaking 60 different languages. That's so cool. In a town that is 1.4 square. Square miles. That Holy sounds shit. so small. How That's do they crazy. fit thirteen thousand people in uh, in, in a, a single square mile? There's a super tower at the se- at the heart of the city, 
Oh, it's nine hundred stories tall, like a Stephen King situation. I was thinking no. more like a dread situation. Yeah, it's like dread. Yeah, and it's there's also like when that dread. fills, they they suspend <laughs> more apartments in the like cutout part in the the middle, so you're just kind of hanging there. It's that really cool. Great. Yeah. And so they have mosques, they have Buddhist temples, they have Christian churches, all of these things in this really small town. And they they help uh, refugees and immigrants adjust to life in the U.S. with the help of a group called New American Pathways, which works with the government to facilitate housing, employment, English lessons, etc. And they started doing this in the 80s when... People were fleeing Southeast Asian nations like Vietnam. And back then, people were like, you can't let all these Vietnamese people in. They're going to bring communism with them. And so that sounds familiar. Delicious Uh, soup. Yeah. (laughs) And that obviously did not happen. Georgia is still not a communist government. Yet. And this is a quote from... That's what they want you to believe. Soros. (laughs) (laughs) This is a quote from Ted Terry. It turned out to be one of the best decisions we made, as many of our business leaders and officials are now first or second generation Americans from that time who bring a lot to the community. Imagine! Right? Uh Imagine that! Valuing people of different backgrounds who will work hard and contribute to your community. And now the mayor doesn't wear shorts to work as well, which is (laughs) so much better. Mm-hmm. And they attribute the size of the town as being one of the reasons why it's such a good place for people coming to America to start because there's a lot of public transportation to get you oh. to jobs that might be further out of town. But then with the town being 1.4 square miles, everything in town is walking distance. Yeah. Like everything. Oh, my God. That sounds so awesome. Not yeah. for Vanessa on a hot day, though. No, I'm still driving <laughs> everywhere. I'm going to drive to my neighbor to get those fuses from that fuse box. My fuses! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh my god, it does say something about fuses in the note. No, it actually, <laughs> actually does not. Also, 89% of yes. refugees who come through Clarkston are self-sufficient within six months and not dependent on government aid. Wow! What? It's almost like if you give people the rock. resources. Yeah. yeah! You help people have a head start and Just, then they, they, then they take over? They turn around and bring commerce back to the town. It's, or is it because they're MS-13 and they're literally robbing everybody? <laughs> they're robbing the fuses. I am literally <laughs> They will keep the fuses safe from MS-13! <laughs> and I'm here to rob all of you. <laughs> Clarkston was also named one of Georgia's safest cities among those with populations over 10,000. It's almost like if you provide wow. a need for the people, there isn't a discrepancy that raises crime rates. Yeah, it's insane. But I'm sure there's no way this could work everywhere else in the United States. And it, you'd be surprised how many, like there are little areas of the country that are like this where you wouldn't expect it to be the case. Where I lived in South Dakota, they had uh, lots and lots of Kenyan refugees. Like they made a point of settling like tens of thousands of people. And there was like this vibrant community there. And you wouldn't expect that in South Dakota. And the thing is, that's what Trump wants to go after is like areas that provide that kind of help to immigrants and refugees. Yeah, like the Vietnamese and, population in Houston. Yeah. That is honestly, I went to Houston for a week, for some comedy shows and ended up, like falling in love with the city because the, they have such a like large population of refugees from all around the country and it's such an interesting diverse cool city that is not only like delicious but also like every single human being that i met there was like yeah i came here on a fucking raft and now i'm providing for my family and i've started a business that puts back into the community yeah crazy mm. such crazy talk so, good for you, Clarkston, Georgia. Proud of you, Clarkston. More people should follow that that lead. Also, now the mayor knows how to make a guacamole. Yep. Nice. And that grilled peach salad. Yep. Mm, yeah. Peach burrata. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of sage. I've never That's had grilled peaches. That's a little bit much for our anxiety. Let's be real. <laughs> grilled peaches are phenomenal. I've heard, but I've never had yeah, them. Dope. Uh, what's the next story? A couple in Washington gave their wait. This is a sort of an older one. It happened a couple months ago. A couple in Washington gave their waitress a $3,000 tip on a $44 bill. Well, uh, Michelle Bozeman. She's a 50 year old waitress at Ramblin' Jack's ribeye restaurant in Napaveen, Washington. That sounds great. I want to go. I there. bet it is. I bet they have a, I bet they cook up a mean steak. I bet you could stand a spoon in their horseradish cream. 
probably. Oh, I bet. You know what I mean? Because that's what I want. Let's go to Ramblin' Jacks after this. There was a couple traveling through town. They left her, like I said, a $3,000 tip. She didn't even notice it at first because the person was so busy. Here's the thing. When you leave a person a tip, make sure you make some eye contact so they see you leave that tip, especially if it's something. Like when I buy weed, I always they just have a tip jar there. Yeah. And I always make sure they're looking right at me when I put the <laughs> money in because I'm not like if I, I slip the, the five in, I don't want to afterwards be like, oh, I gave you a tip. I always lick my lips when they when I look at them too. <laughs> it helps. You do that with every interaction, though. My haircut. Yep. Lick lips. <laughs> fuses yesterday. When you had like to unrelated. go pick up all those fuses. It's <laughs> really getting some legs there. <laughs> no, but this is a restaurant, though. Like the waiter drops off the little like faux leather book, and you just write how much the tip is in there. Unless they left three grand in cash, which I don't think they. No, did. they didn't. And on the back of the chip, yeah, a someone else from the wait staff later was just like, hey, you realize you got a $3,000 tip earlier? And she was like, yeah. Uh, I don't know if that was her actual response. <laughs> and there was, a, there was a note on back that said, thanks for smiling. You work hard and the country is in a bad place. And it also asked her to, like, do something nice for someone else with the money, which is kind of a selfish request because she could she, just buy one person coffee and pocket the rest yeah she probably needed it needed <laughs> that money don't yeah. obligation has, discharged we're good has michelle bozeman been milkshake ducked yet like what's the deal has she tweeted like david hogg is a crisis actor for, <laughs> oh. <laughs> like i'm sure this, it's coming. <laughs> this being good news let's just assume that she has no social media and that mm. this was just like something that that landed on their actual evening media news yeah. Yeah. She's just got a second Open life from a shut. few years back. Yeah. Also, and who the hell has $3,000 that they can just give to strangers on a whim? Nice people. My new best friend. Oh. Yeah. Whoever has $3,000, you will literally change my life. I'll be your best friend. Okay. Uh. <laughs> yeah, there's End people out there that got it to throw around. <laughs> Maybe it was, you don't know, it could have been the Jameses. Maybe it was LeBron James and Mrs. James <laughs> driving through Washington. They got the money. At a catering gig, I once got tipped $200 by a Russian guy because he said I had face like I cried a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and then you said, you're so right. <laughs> to be fair, I had been crying a lot. Uh, Bozeman said she's planning to share some of the money with her coworkers, spoil her seven grandkids, and, and has a trip to Ireland in the works. I don't know if she knows how $3,000... No, that Dude, literally... Groupon. That gets her... <laughs> That gets her to and from Ireland, from Washington, and like maybe a night at a hotel. Yeah, Groupon, eight days. They do Groupons for four hundred and ninety nine dollars, including airfare, eight day stay, and food. Who's the eight day stay is a layover in Istanbul, right? Checking that uh, Groupon every day for the last to go to Ireland. (laughs) Yes. Well, now I want to go to Ireland. Unpops in Ireland. Maria Shahada can. Skype in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that that was nice of those people, whoever the fuck they are, and good for them for not like wanting a bunch of attention, being like, "Hey, we're the we're that couple that gave that lady three thousand dollars." Danger. Where are you at right now? Sorry, my mom just tweeted me that she went to the ER. I'll put this away. She tweeted you. <laughs> texted. <laughs> texted me. <laughs> Hashtag. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry, I just saw that. I wouldn't have paid attention to it if it wasn't an ER text from mom that popped up literally as you glanced over. No, it's fine. She's good. She just said she's fine. That was at the end of it. Okay. Okay. I'll call her when I get out of the Well, now, I, don't, you, don't you feel weird for bringing it up? Huh. <laughs> Did a fuse box explode? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So, as long as you're happy. Always. I'm not. Oh. <laughs> I have faced like a cry. <laughs> so this next story, this is pretty fucking great, too. Toronto just opened a pay-what-you-can-afford grocery store, which, like I have in the notes, way to rip off Radiohead, assholes. But also, this is pretty fucking cool. Customers are limited to a day's worth of food for a family, so the shop can feed as many people as possible. Or they can sign up to have a box of packaged foods and produce with recipes sent to them on a bi-weekly basis. Oh, they're blue aproning it. Yeah. Nice. 
And the food comes from warehouses, farms, restaurants, cafes, and supermarkets. It's not expired or rotten. Companies get rid of it because it's either weird or misshapen produce that they can't use or because they just don't have the room to store it. Oh, so you know that sounds like a perfect produce, you guys. So it's like a perfect prototype. Like oh, hey, Chet's here. Now we got spaghetti squash. It's so <laughs> I've had like real pasta like so forever, you guys. It's so amazing with the imperfect produce. I love it. I have imperfect produce. Use my code. Buy me free vegetables for a year. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I've never used it, but people do sing its praises. Dude, I, mean, I love it. If yeah, I ever get an avocado, I'll give it to you because those will kill me. Uh, and I can. I don't, I can I don't like avocados, but Angie will take it. I'll give you an avocado. You want a nectarine? I'll get you a nice nectarine. Give me a nectarine. Yeah, I'll get you a nectarine, neighbor. <laughs> It'll be misshapen slightly. I'll Walk. just come over one day and borrow a misshapen nectarine. Yeah. Sometimes you need it. Hey, puppy's back. She heard misshapen nectarine. <laughs> Some of the suppliers at this place include a local Whole Foods, a local bakery, a local restaurant called Moxie's Bar and Grill, a local organic grower called Greenwood Farms, and the seafood company Highliner Canada. So it's just like local places kind of coming together and all contributing a little bit to help a lot of people, which is that's a damn good thing. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Seems like a like a like a um, a food pantry, uh, but a little bit more active. A know. food pantry, but also one that encourages you to pay if you can, yeah. like even if it's five dollars or something. That that's that's fucking great. It's a store called Feed It Forward. It was founded by and is run by. Jagger Gordon. That's the guy's real name? Jagger Gordon. Jagger Hot Street Gordon. A Toronto chef. How he doesn't have a Food Network show by now is beyond me with a name like that. This is a quote from him. There are big companies that have a lot of stuff stored away in big warehouses. Not all of it is sold. There's nothing wrong with the products we get. Some stores just mandate that the food can't sit longer than four or six months on the shelf. Fighting food waste, helping people that need it. That's, that sounds pretty great. Feed it forward. You ever watch that show? It's called like Rockstar Kitchen or whatever. It's on the. It's on whatever those cooking networks are. And the host is this like she's this like alt rocker tattoo chick. But oh, she's with a from weird accent. Yeah, she's like from. She was like born in Italy. It's called Bitch and Kitchen. Bitch and Kitchen. Oh, and I have seen Bitch and Kitchen. Been, but she it, like lives in French Canada. Somewhere, and she just has the strangest accent in the world, and I can't tell if, like, if we play Fuck, Mary Kill, I can't tell which. I just, like, anytime she talks, I just can't tell which option it is with her. The way I describe <laughs> the way she talks to the camera is, you remember that guy, that show Scarred that was on MTV for a little bit? No. And the lead singer of Papa Roach hosted it, and mm. he was the most cringy, irritating weirdo. Yeah. Where he'd be like, yo, 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 what's up, Scarred fan? And that's her, where she's just like... Hi, my kitchen friends. Like, with her weird accent. Today we're going to make some meatballs. It's going to be rocking good. It's so good, but she's Super like... Super crispy, so nice. But she's also, like, oddly very attractive. She's very attractive, but also... She can't she's put got your like, finger on why. Yeah, you can't put your finger on why, because she's got, like, skater boy era Avril Lavigne hair, and she's got, like... An apron covered in like hot topic esque scrolls, and it's just kind of like it's She's so like, rad. If Kat Von D <laughs> sounded like the lead singer from Gogol Bordello, yes, and hosted a cooking show, Bitch in Kitchen, check it out. <laughs> Moving now, on, now I there... really want to check out Bitch in Kitchen. <laughs> Sounds entertaining. When there is quiche set up for you <laughs> in every corner, <laughs> uh, I'm a moron. <laughs> we finally got some Gogol Bordello references on this show. Finally. We actually didn't reference it in the abortion episode. Which is we, surprising. surprising. <laughs> yeah. I thought I'm sorry, it, why? I thought that why was is it where surprising? it was. Oh, no, it's a joke. It's a jo- we're it's a joke. doing jokes over here, Danger. That, oh, yeah, we're okay. doing a comedy podcast, but, bro. Uh, I just didn't know if like a, if Gogo Bordello was a reference to abortion somehow. No, it's know. not. It's okay. not. It's like such a weird, obscure band. Why would we talk about them? I don't know. Because Gogo Bordello is awesome. They're good. Yeah, they're good and weird and fun. What's next? Through the roof and underground. So I think we could all use this guy right now. I mean, I have the air conditioner going, and I would still take another air conditioner. Mm -hmm. A tattoo shop owner in New York bought a bunch of goddamn air conditioners and just gave them away for free. His name's Chad Foster. He's the owner of I&I Tattoo in Schenectady, New York. Taught special education for nine years prior to opening the shop. 
And during our current heat wave, this just happened a few days ago, he was sitting at home under his AC, and then he would go to a shop where there was AC, and he got to thinking about kids and families who can't afford air conditioners. And he thought, you know what? I'm going to buy as many air conditioners as I can buy and just give them out. And here's the thing. It was only six. Because they're fucking expensive. But they're expensive. That's a, that is a significant layout of cash to just do on a whim because you know it's hot and there are people out there suffering. But, yeah, I thought that was a, that was a cool story. There's not a lot to it, but it's, a kind of, like, it's the same thing as, like, who has $3,000 to just give someone? He didn't really even have it, but he, you know. Oh, he had he had enough to buy six air conditioners. Got to be like you know two hundred bucks a piece. And it like when people look at it and they don't really see it on a large scale as an impact, but he made a massive impact for six families. Like things right. could seem really small, but to someone who really really needs it in that moment, you could have changed the trajectory of the rest of their lives with one right. kind of act. Because then that's money that they could put into other aspects of their lives that they really need it. Right. right now, that's money they're going to have to spend on their much more significant electricity bill. Oh, I, you cynical fuck. Oh, there. Yeah. Mm. I literally don't know how people survived summers without air conditioning. Yeah. like, And I also, think about how much productive everybody in that household is able to be where they don't have to be out and like find air conditioning. Like Kids could do homework Summer, at home su- now. Summertime yeah. produce. Weird. Su- homework in the summertime. That's right. No, my childhood home did not. You have being summer school very snarky. I had summer school every year of my life. I was that kid because okay. I was a piece of shit. Sorry, you swapped I swapped out your fuses, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> no, my my home growing up, we didn't have AC, and I didn't know that we needed it until I moved out and had a small like had you know in my bedroom as a kid. I had a big window, so it was all right. We had a we had a decent enough pool, but. Uh, Wait, 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 wait. Did you say we had a decent enough pool? I, I'm saying, it was like, decent enough. Yeah, it was yeah. decent enough, pool-wise, <laughs> as far as pools go. Oh, you hero. How did you suffer through <laughs> no, all no, those no, summer no. months? No, 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 that's decent. pool maintenance. With just a decent enough pool. Oh, my. Well, yeah, I, maybe had to, you... I had to clean the stupid pool. That was my, one of my chores. I oh. <laughs> wow. The you oppression in this favorite... room is palpable. Well, it's because all the all the all the kids in in my neighborhood who would never pay attention to me during the school year, yeah, my neighborhood who never paid attention to me during the school, they would use me for my pool. They would use me for my pool growing up. Like, yeah, now we'll be friends with you, July to to August. What's next? (laughs) <laughs> you know what my least favorite part of owning four different horses was? The nail trimming. <laughs> 16 no. hooves? It's a lot of hooves. Well, yeah. I had summer school a lot, so I had to do the math in my head. Yeah, that's 16 hooves. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of school, the University of Memphis, this is the next story, they are offering free tuition to spouses and children of fallen service members, Wow, which is pretty fucking great what they're actually doing there's an existing scholarship program that's been around for a while called folds of honor which sounds weird but i'm assuming it just refers (laughs) to the flag flag. yeah yeah Yeah, the way you have to fold the flag like skin folds um and it's a five thousand dollar a year scholarship that's available to undergrad students whose parents were killed or severely injured in combat thanks memphis yeah whose parents or loved ones or parents or spouse and the thing is, that's a nationwide thing that's available everywhere. But what they've been trying to do for a long time is get schools on board to accept just that scholarship as full payment. And the University of Memphis has decided to start doing that. Good, yeah. $5,000 is generous, but that's not enough to cover a year of school. Yeah, well, yeah. a year of school at University of Memphis is 9700 So it's... You know, those kids still have to come up with another $4,700 normally. But now, and hopefully, I don't, I, what would a college have to lose by going, yeah, we'll just, I mean, I get that they lose money, but. About 4700 bucks. Well, but from also, a PR standpoint, it's yeah. so fucking. Oh, yeah, totally. And there's also other forms of uh, financial aid out there for military spouses as well, because there's one program that provides up to $4,000 a year. Uh, for four years, so then that's just seven hundred dollars left to come up with, and uh, yeah, there are grants and shit. Uh, yeah, that's true. 
So, um, but it is like if you can just get that one and you're you're done, that makes it big chunk. Makes it well, it makes it a lot easier because yeah. Memphis, they if as long as you have that five thousand dollars scholarship, you don't owe them anything else. They yeah. cover simplicity the rest of the and peace of mind. Forty seven hundred, yeah, is worth it very much. So, so that's a thing that they just started. So. Good on you, University of Memphis. Commended for that. Let's hope that everywhere starts doing that. Now, this next story. I'm so excited about. This is such a fun story. It has all of my favorite things: sex, death, Bill Gates, bugs. (laughs) Bill Gates donated four million dollars to develop mosquitoes that kill each other with sex. Yeah, (laughs) sex mosquitoes. Uh, just a reminder, mosquitoes are the deadliest animal on the planet. They kill more people per year than any other living thing, I think including humans. Mm. And hippos. Hippo- I was just going to say, hippos. Yep. Hippos are for real. Well, like in the United States, whenever people see me freak out over mosquitoes and be like, ah, don't touch me, and they're just kind of like, they don't really get it. And I'm like, oh no, I lived in Guatemala during dengue fever times. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, that's... That's I'm terrified of mosquitoes. Like I had to see billboards everywhere that was just kind of like giant blown up pictures of striped mosquitoes. And it's like, if you see one of these. Yeah. Uh, or even West Nile virus. Yeah. Like, like areas where West, Vile, West Nile virus is a thing. That's just like that's where you go to die during the summer if you're elderly. Yeah. Like you're going to get murdered. Yeah. You're going to get murdered by a mosquito there. And so Bill Gates is donating to this project that is going to genetically engineer swarms of male mosquitoes, which are the kind that don't bite, with a uh, self-limiting gene that gets passed on to female mates. And what this gene does is when the female gives birth, the offspring die before adulthood. And it's because of that gene. And mosquitoes don't start biting until adulthood. It's the Lyson contingency from Jurassic Park. Okay. Go on. But how I mean, will we clone dogs Sam- in the future? <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to explain the Lyson contingency from I, Jurassic Park? I, th- I, th- I would, yeah, I would so, like so, you to. Uh, I mean, as Sam Jackson was, would explain it, you know. Uh, uh, we engineered the animals to, to not have not be able to produce the, the enzyme bre- lysine. You know, the hardest part of the show for me is the first few minutes. Uh, Walking all the way to my house to pick up fuses from the <laughs> In the movie, and I guess the book Jurassic Park, the dinosaurs can't pr- produce a certain enzyme that the park employees have to give to them so they would theoretically die off. Mm-hmm. But life. Thanks for explaining that, bro. Fine. You were trying to do it, but you just kept talking and not saying that. I'm <laughs> getting through that. Before it's a I... podcast, not a... <laughs> Through the roof. <laughs> <underground>. <laughs> oh. oh, Zika? Zika is a thing that happens. Zika, yeah. This this company that developed these mosquitoes, it's called Oxitec. It's a UK company. They also gene engineered mosquitoes to deal with the Zika virus. And in uh, some areas, they reduce the population of mosquitoes that carry that virus by 90%, Oof. which that's a lot. <laughs> That's a whole lot. Y'all and ever see mosquito spraying trucks? No. Well, what? yes. I've, yeah, I researched those an crazy article. noises that they make when you know they're coming through town and they're fumigating. Yeah. Mosquito spraying trucks? Yeah, certain trucks in high mosquito areas, like they did this in El Paso after we had a rainy season because it gets very hot and humid, and then there's a big burst of mosquitoes in a town that's not ready for it. So what they do is that the government pays for these trucks to walk around with these foggers that basically try and like take a big chunk out of current mosquito populations in flooded areas. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Let me explain something. <laughs> yeah. Mosquitoes are like... Here's the thing that always... always <laughs> bothers me we always talk about ddt and how big of a a win it was for environmentalists when ddt was banned say farmer farmer put away your ddt don't want spots on my flowers please give me the birds and the bees fuck these motherfuckers what's going on it's a counting crow song (laughs) ddt Uh, we did talk about them in the episode about abortion (laughs) we didn't we did not i'll stop making abortion (laughs) More abortion jokes, please. Uh, but the thing about DDT is it killed mosquitoes, and it had pretty much eradicated malaria in some areas 
And then we found out it was maybe killing peregrine falcons. So we were like, no, 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 no. We can't, we can't use DDT anymore. And it was bullshit junk science. Like there was, it was not killing falcons. That was not what was doing it. But we've just believed that story forever and just have ever since then been like, nope, no DDT. The fucking counting crows and the misinformation. Right? Of a cover song. I feel like they work for Russia. Yeah. They're, they're misinformation agents. But anyway, that's, that's a different argument, the DDT thing. I mean, why kill something with poison when you can, like, on a massive scale, honeypot mosquitoes out of existence? Well, because in between kind of when we banned DDT and when this happened, there have been about 40 years where oh, millions see. and millions of people are dying of malaria as a, a result. pretty good reason. Yeah. But yeah. the thing about Bill Gates, he, he's made malaria one of his big causes in life to the point that this is one of my favorite stories he one time released a swarm of mosquitoes on an audience at a ted talk what (laughs) and his reasoning this is a quote there's no reason only poor people should have the experience (laughs) can you imagine being at that ted talk (laughs) when bill gates just hurls a handful of mosquitoes at you or what, however he did was it. Was it in sure like it a wasn't. grenade and he's like, time for you to meet my buzzy little friends. <laughs> he should give them all bottles of water to calm down afterwards and as soon as they're done, be like, by the way, that water's from Flint, Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, that was in, in the mosquitoes were, they were like the kind that don't bite. So it wasn't a big deal. But... Still, what a fucking that is. That apparently, is he's move. developed a reputation as an amazing presenter, which blows my mind because he's always. I've always he's known got writing staff. He Bill Gates to. as like the most awkward personality out there, but now he's like chucking skeets at the audience. Yeah. Oh, that didn't sound right. Skeeters, skeeters, there you go, or maybe skeets too. He's like, uh, no reason only poor people should experience this. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing to poor people, Bill Gates? I have the same. Throwing skeets at them. <laughs> Listen to my voice. I'm Bill Gates. <laughs> I have the same thing with Bill Gates that I have with, um, what's that one dude who we don't know looks what he looks like, even though we've seen his face a thousand times? Oh, uh... Steve Miller. Steve Miller. Yeah, I, seen... I don't know what Steve Miller looks like, and I don't. I'm never going to find no. out. Yeah, Adam and I actually have a death pact that uh, we aren't allowed to intentionally look him up uh, until one of us dies. Uh, but like Bill Gates, I'm sure I've seen a thousand times. Cannot tell you what he looks like. Yeah, he looks like a, a school shooter who got therapy at the right time and didn't Aww. shoot up a school and just that lived right. lived on to be Bill Gates. Like I've seen both of them at some point. In person, live on a thing, and cannot tell you what they look like. I've never seen Steve Miller. I don't even think he's a real dude. No, for my 18th birthday, I went to go see Steve Miller band. Yeah. Uh, Agree to disagree. Got real drunk and demanded Abracadabra all until the end when they finally played Abracadabra. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I hated that song so much. I'm going to reach out and grab you. I always like to say stab you instead. <laughs> Whoa. Play with the lyrics a little bit. Yeah. That's fun. Oh, weird. I'm pretty fun. Here. Yeah, I'm pretty quirky <laughs> when it comes to the music and the lyrics and things. So the thing about Bill Gates' efforts, uh, it seems to be paying off a little bit. There was a 2016 New England Journal of Medicine report that noted that malaria death rates in sub-Saharan Africa had declined by 57% since 2000. Another World Health Organization report says 21 countries could be malaria-free by 2020, just in time for Trump to get reelected. Ugh. Earlier this year, the country of Paraguay became the first country in the Americas to be declared malaria-free in 45 years, motherfuckers. Let's give them an air horn for no malaria for 45 years. More like a malaire horn. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. That's pretty good. Malaria horn, because no, what I did sure. is it's air horn, uh-huh. and then I took malaria and I combined them. Chop the op- right. Chop the end up. A portmanteau, if you will. I would. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So that's awesome. Good for them in in uh, fucking Bill Gates Town. <laughs> that's Seattle. Bill, Bill Gateston. <laughs> uh, what's next? 
One million French people quit smoking in a single year. Wow. That is like a, that is like a million flavor flaves giving up their clocks. Like all I associate France with is smoking and wine bread. and depression. Being mean to immigrants. Long loaves of bread. Yeah. They're so long. Long loaves of bread that stick out of there. That's how you know something's being filmed in, in France. There's a loaf of bread sticking out of the grocery bag of anyone who goes grocery shopping. It's pretty great. Is that how it really is, Danger? I know you're dying to talk about France right now because you, I mean, you love I, it so much. I you might as well do, marry it. I do very much enjoy it. Uh, that's, Are you a uh, Francophile? Well, I, uh, I mean, that might be where uh, our daughter happened. Um, so that's, that was our last trip, you know. You and Brett's daughter? No, my daughter with my wife. Oh, sure, That's, sure, sure, yeah. sure, sure. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, there you go. No, France is a beautiful country. There are bags, and I can report that uh, I did see breads t- sticking up at the top every once in a while. and be like, that's nah, a stereotype, but it's a, it's a good one. They got really good bread over there. It is a hideous stereotype. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're even doing <laughs> the, the cigarette joking. fingers right now. I can't not. You can't, but... But I it's mean, accurate because they're, they're, they're giving no, up their national identity with this no thing. There's no cigarette in her fingers, so ah. it's, it's very appropriate. To get you a carrot, like that anti-smoking ad in the early 2000s, when they're like, "Oh, like she's almost giving that rabbit." Yeah. She's almost given the European cunt sign. Mm. Oh, oh, nice! I'm gonna do this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, one million French people quit smoking. There is a significant decline in smoking, especially among teenagers and the poor, which is great. In recent years, France introduced several different measures to reduce smoking, including neutral packaging, which just means there's no like logos or color or anything. It's, it's just, just black and white. Gray and box says, that says smoke. Marlboro, and then probably has a picture of a diseased lung on it. Oh, we got those from Canada. Yeah, those are the worst. They're on our fridge. They really harsh your mellow. I was, uh, whatever Portugal the Man show I did that was close to the Canadian border, what would that, oh. Maybe New York, I don't know. But That's I went out to not smoke. Very close. <laughs> uh, yeah, I that's I wasn't anywhere close, so I don't know why these Canadian cigarettes were there. But we got a bunch of them. But I went out and there was a pack of Canadian cigarettes, and it's like, man, you are bumming me out right now. Canada. Which one did you get? We've been collecting them because I was trying to smoke myself. We got lung and heart. Um, I think lung. I think it was yeah, lung. like disease. They have one of the disease lung and one oh. of the disease heart. Thought those were brands. No, and like you get people like almost con- collect them like Pokemon cards for demise. Uh, oh, nice! I should have. Yeah, yeah I it's like kept when them. McDonald's is like, all right, collect all seven like Infinity War toys. <laughs> you have to go and you have to keep getting Happy Meals until you get all seven. Exactly, it's exactly it's like, that, like that, but with pictures of some yeah. dead guy. Oh, they also used uh, reimbursements for people using tobacco substitutes and higher cigarette prices and national campaigns. In 2017, 26.9% of 18 to 70-year-olds, 75-year-olds smoked every day, which that Oof. still seems like a yeah. lot. That's a, Wow, okay. That's more than a quarter of people of a wide, wide age range. God, it's so fucking hot. Uh, <laughs> that number was 29.4% the year before. So that's oh, a wow. crazy drop yeah. in yeah. one it's year. Two and a half percent of your entire population. Yeah. Your adult population. Well well played, France. I finally quit smoking. Hey. Yeah, I haven't been smoking. I smoke if like people have cigarettes, I'll bum them from them. But, I just smoke more weed. Yeah, I smoke a ton of weed. But yeah. I finally quit smoking cigarettes, which is insane because it wasn't until the other day that I realized, oh man, I have been smoking since I was 13 years old, like a young prostitute <laughs> in a Russian novel. Like... Yeah, I'd been smoking off and on for a long time, but I, I think I'm done for just good. Down to social. I just get bored of. I get tired of it, and it's like now you have to like walk 15 blocks from your apartment to smoke, and oh, uh, the work they put us through. Some real suffering. Yeah. Thank you, mm-hmm. thank you for acknowledging it. The the decrease in smoking among the poor is especially a good thing. Here's a quote: "Tobacco is a trajectory of inequality." It weighs particularly on the most disadvantaged, and it gets worse. That's French Oof. health minister Agnes Boozin. Nice. <laughs> Boozin. Boozin. She likes Boozin. to party. Yeah. Her nice. last name's Boozin. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good news. Oh, yeah. And good work, So this last story is also pretty great. Trinidad and Tobago decriminalized homosexuality. <laughs> oh. Finally. Wow. The High Court of... <laughs> 
The High Court of Justice in Trinidad and Tobago ruled on April 12, 2018, that the country's laws criminalizing same-sex intimacy between consenting adults are unconstitutional. Short for unconstitutional. Saves me a lot oh. of time when I you talk. Guys get yeah. that? Really yeah. Good. yeah, yeah. I'm really glad you explained it after yeah. the fact, though. Yeah, no problem. That yeah, was good. Section 13 of TNTs, that's what I call Trinidad and Tobago, <laughs> saves me a bunch of time when I talk. Did you guys get that? Yeah, yeah. I'm really, I, I actually got that from context, but I'm still glad you're checking in. Okay, cool. There's yeah. a lot of stuff I miss. I'm not smart, you guys. Section 13 of TNT's Sexual Offenses Act punishes buggery, which is a slang term for anal intercourse, it's baby. In, wow, it's written into the law. Punishable by a sentence of up to 25 years in prison. That seems excessive. How many years for clamming? <laughs> uh, five. Section six. <laughs> section sixteen stipulates that a person who is sexually intimate with a person of the same sex without having intercourse is subject to imprisonment of up to five years. Even in Trinidad and Tobago, a woman has to eat three times as much pussy. <laughs> To get as much jail time. Five. For butts up. Five. I went to summer school a lot. I don't know <laughs> math. Yeah, the inequality is an outrage. Women should have been getting punished the same as men this whole time. <laughs> and now. Yeah, because we eat the front and the back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's 2018. Eat ass. I mean. <laughs> is, yeah, come on, Trinidad and Tobago. Eat ass. But. Was this one of those laws that that was on the books? She's just never enforced, or were they like, or were they still like, they putting it. people in They're jail? They're appealing for... it. Oh, they God. are appealing it. But now, section thirteen and section sixteen have been ruled unconstitutional. And the thing is, a lot of former British colonies in in the Caribbean retain these laws that ban same sex relationships. This is actually the second time in recent years that courts have struck those laws down in that region. Also happened in Belize in 2016, if you can Belize that. <laughs> okay. Don't get that. <laughs> Woo! Can you, you hear that downstairs? Can you explain that one? <laughs> oh, I don't care. I missed it. <laughs> I said, Walk if me you through. Could Belize that. Right. Belize. Belize is the oh, okay. place. Yeah. Do you believe in love after love? Vanessa gets it. So. How about that? We did a whole episode about good news. Yeah. Doesn't everyone feel better? Yeah. I'm going to TNT. Pretty good. Nice. <laughs> What's that stand for? Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was a lot of fun. This was fun. I don't. We're recording these in a weird order, so I don't think we have comments. We don't have comments, right? No, it's too no, hot for comments. It's too fucking hot for comments. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I was going to say, there's some good news we have in our some own good news. personal lives. Well, yeah, we're going to get to that. What's your good news? My, my good news is that my wife and I are going to have a sweet baby girl here Yay. in two months. Yeah, it's really exciting and you know, also and also very scary. It's very terrifying, which I think is the appropriate response. Is you you want to be very afraid and also excited all, no all see one. i feel like it's it's uh, i bring up the fireman analogy all the time like if my house is on fire i don't want a scared fireman running in i want a motherfucker running in like i got this oh, okay so no you should be very confident uh, i'm sure that's coming you should I'm be sure all yeah. of that's coming and you know I'm, you're I'm, fathering I'm, wrong yeah 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 i'm not even there yet it's i great. know that whatever happens on the day of delivery you will do a much better job than my father did. Will you explain why? Because uh, I'm better all the he way. He thought right? I was taking too long to happen, so he went to go get a cup of coffee. And while he was complaining that the coffee was too weak, I was born. Uh, so he missed it all because uh, impatience and coffee was strong coffee? enough. Uh, and huh. impatience. I was born in the hallway of the hospital because my dad wanted to finish watching the 1972 horror film Frogs. Before nice. he took my mom, a, to a the movie hospital. we watch every day now. Yeah, in honor of your birth. She went into labor, and he was like, "Wait, <laughs> wait, Frogs is on. We'll go after." And sh they fucking waited. Apparently, you didn't wait. I yeah, I came yeah. out like I, I wasn't. I mean, I wanted to see Frogs, of course. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I was on board with that too. We were both slippery, unprepared for. Uh, 
hurried up balls of muck. Yeah, pretty okay. much. Okay, I'm going to be in the room. I got my Nintendo Switch, uh, you know, and we're going to have some some ice, like a big old thing of iced tea. It's going to be all uh, set up for I'm you. Gonna huh? Read some books of, to my <laughs> wife and the in the president. Want to make sure saying, you're really I'm comfortable on your wife's in big the, day. Yes, in the room. You know, I, I people will bring me weak coffee, and uh, people will bring me. Screenings of the frogs. Frogs or the frogs? The frogs? Frogs. Frogs. Just frogs. Exclamation point? Question mark? No. All right. Leave some mystery. Okay. So I'm just saying, I'm looking forward to that. Very nice. Yeah. Congratulations. I mean, I've known for a while. Yeah. No, it's it's awesome. Uh, Does anyone else have good news? No. (laughs) Yeah. Not really. (laughs) Everything in my life is a mess. Uh, all right. I got a new couch. Nice. What's the color? Very nice. Uh, it's green and red, and wow. uh, the couch came on the heels of someone else's tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm tragedy plus <sighs> time equals couch. Tragedy plus time equals couch. Uh, I need weed. Uh, that's I'm I'm just high all the time. That's my good news. Uh, I need to be stoned all the time. I hear that. Yep. Uh, my good news is I am stoned all the time. So there's that. Uh, what do we have to plug? Patreon.com slash unpops. You can sign up for $5 a month and get bonus episodes of all the podcast. We're doing four bonus episodes a goddamn Oof. week now. We're wow. releasing 60 episodes a month, that's, kids. That's a tremendous amount of podcasts. For $5 a month. Just 5 bucks. Just $5. That is a steal at, at, at twice the price. A bargain. Huh. A absolute bargain. And uh, I have other shows coming up besides the one me and Danger plugged at the top of the hour. What are they? I'm going to uh, I'm going to go see the coat hangers Friday night. Ooh. If anyone wants to come with me, I mean we're not actually you're not actually coming with me, but you should go see the you coat can hangers. Be in the same room. They're great. Adam will not make eye contact with you. Don't try. Oh, no, absolutely yeah, he's, not. He's better than you, listener. And I have a show at 6 p.m. at the Clubhouse in Los Angeles, hosted by the lovely and talented Alex Schmidt. <gasps> I love that. Come out to that. And I love the Clubhouse. I, it's my first time doing the Clubhouse. Oh, man, you're going to drive past it a zillion times. It looks like a shoe store on the outside. Oh, good, yeah. Yeah, it's next to a grocery store. It's hidden like a shoe store. Very excited. Yep. So come to that show and then come to me and Danger's rent control benefit on Tuesday. Yep, bring money come to all those things uh vanessa what do you have to plug uh as always listen to me on the podcast that i'm on on the unpops network and also brouhaha has a uh spanish club coming up we had one before but we're gonna start giving prizes and Ooh. incentives and uh fun fun shit like that so, i do need to learn spanish so, uh, so a tag in and also uh wednesday july 18th i'm at bark at the barkley in south pasadena uh Monday the 23rd I'm at Anchor Bar in Orange County and that's always a hectic fun time and I'm really excited because Tuesday July 24th I'm on Blame Social Media where they will look up every embarrassing thing I've done online and put it on as a slideshow after I do a stand-up set and I've been on the internet since I was 14 years old so they have a lot of stuff to find they might find my Bobby Flay fan fiction I'm so scared very nice Flay fanfic uh Danger, do you have anything to plug? Yeah, uh, we'll be recording some new music soon. I've been threatening this for a while. Uh, my wife is finally like, I'll pay for it. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to put out a couple of songs. Uh, I think we're also going to be releasing a Patreon soon. Very nice. So that, Did you uh, find a drummer? Uh, we're still we're still working on that particular angle. Aw, poor but, Chet. You know, but uh, Chet was very, he was a lot of fun. He's a good man, <laughs> you know, uh, coming in on the ones and twos. He's a good dude. <laughs> and uh, a lot of, we had a lot of we had a lot of fun, and uh, he—that's exactly what you want to hear as a drummer yeah. after an audition. You're a good dude. Yeah, he's a good dude. You know, he's looking better and better. <laughs> Got a great smile. Cut, you know, he has a wonderful smile, and he's he has, so much fun to hang out with. He has a wonderful smile, and uh, he's been playing a long con—I don't know—bit against Kevin. Uh, Is that episode ever coming out? <laughs> I swear to God, like. Once every few days, I will hear from the other room, Kevin yell, damn it, shit! Because, like, he'll start it again, and people will start tweeting at him, and he's like, I'm never going to escape this. Yeah, if people listening to this show aren't familiar, 
Kevin Anderson hosts a podcast on the network called Bleak and Review, and me and Chet did an episode. And at the end of the episode, Chet did this bit where he was just incessantly asking what time and what day the episode was going to drop. And then when it finally did, we've just never stopped asking when it's going to come out. (laughs) Like, it's been out forever. And we still, every once in a while, encourage people, including people listening right now, to tweet at KB Anderson, yo, and Capital City, Inc., both of them, and just ask, when is Adam and Chet's episode of Bleak and Review coming out? We've never really put... We've never really put the message out to this big of an audience. This is no, our before it was biggest show. Chet. Yeah, it was normally just like... This is Chet a modified Iron Gianting. It. It's yeah. somewhat like an Iron... Also, ask if you can borrow their copy of the Iron Giant. Yeah. Oh, man. Actually, no, just do that. Just, can we just Iron Giant KB Anderson yell? <laughs> that's going to be a fun day for me, because he doesn't know what it is yet. Oh, oh good. Oh, that's special. Uh, Don't you tell him. I'm not telling him anything. <laughs> Although... Kevin has started requesting Chet $300 to release the episode. <laughs> He's just been like asking on PayPal and Venmo for $300 to, if he ever wants to see the episode again. We're going to Kickstarter it <laughs> to get the $300. Uh, Brett, what do you have to plug? Here we go. <coughs> Guys, this summer of Big Brother is heating up, man. It can't get it's any like, hotter than it is. It's getting so hot. Caitlyn's the HOH. What the hell is she going to do? Caitlyn is HOH? Tyler's doing Tyler stuff. Swaggy's doing Swaggy stuff. I don't know what's going on. Listen to my podcast. Hey, Julie. It's on wherever podcasts are sold. Follow it on Twitter at HeyJulieBB. And you can follow me on Twitter at Brett Raider. Shouldn't you know what's going on if you have a podcast about that topic? You are really something else today. Come on, come on. I rode my bicycle in the heat. You watch this season. You watch what's going on on Big Brother and tell me what's going on. I'll flip that on you. I don't want to do that. Ungrateful piece of shit. I have a child coming (laughs) and I have hobbies, so no. I have hobbies. It's Big Brother. Uh, He's got you there, danger. uh, All right, let's get the fuck out of here. This was fun. Vanessa, say goodbye. Goodbye. Danger, say goodbye. Bye, guys. Brett, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.